welcome to this new episode of International Consulting Podcast. I am today with Colin Welsh. Hello, Colin. Hi. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. And we will talk about how to start being a freelance writer as you are an experienced, not only an experienced uh, writer, but also uh, a coach. Right? That's right. right. Yeah. I'm both a writer and a coach on how to be a freelance writer. Okay, that, that's very interesting. So, um, especially now, it's it's very popular to to work online, to work remotely, and freelance writing is kind of a, maybe not an easy job. It's actually difficult to write properly, but a lot of people are getting into it. That's right. Yeah, um, I, freelance writing is bigger than ever. There's never been a better time to be a writer if you have that skill set. That's for sure. Um, yeah, the internet is expanding at an exponential pace and everybody needs more content. So if you can write, you can definitely get paid to do so. Isn't it actually more complicated to enter this business as there are more people on the, on the market? I don't think so. If you are, if you have good writing skills and good business acumen, you can be successful pretty easily. But uh, so what are actually the good the skills that you should have to be a good freelance writer? So um, the number one thing is that you have to love writing. I think a lot of people think, oh, I got good grades in writing in school. I could be a freelance writer. But let me ask you this. Did you actually enjoy doing those papers? Because that's all you're going to be doing for work every single day. So if you don't love writing, you really shouldn't get into this line of work. Yeah, okay, that, that makes sense. I was actually uh, having a look at, at your uh, blog post, 13 reasons why you shouldn't become a freelance writer. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely one of them. <laughs> so uh, it's a good recommendation maybe to, to read this also for anybody that is thinking about starting a career as a freelance writer, which reasons would eventually prevent him or her to start in this in this business so for how long have you been writing yourself um right i've been a big writer ever since i was in third grade in 1997 so i think i'm aging myself a little bit there but um i started keeping a daily diary then which has been wonderful to review later and see what i was thinking all those years it's really funny um and then in terms of professional writing, so I went to school for English. I have an English literature degree and then an anthropology degree. And right after I graduated from college, I started working as an assistant buyer at a fashion merchandising brand. And I hated it, spoiler alert. <laughs> but I was lucky enough because the director of my department really saw that I hated my role and I didn't like what I was doing and that I was more of a creative person. So she gradually started giving me more tasks. And then I was able to leverage that into several other positions where I was working in marketing and then copywriting is a big part of that. So that's experience um, me to start my own blog writing business was in 2016 I was working for a beauty brand 
they had a blog and nobody at the company wanted to write the blog. So I liked writing it and I realized that there were probably hundreds of other beauty companies out there that had a blog and no one on the marketing team wanted to write it. So that's when I went freelance in 2017 and started pitching to beauty companies. So I would say on this freelance journey, I have been doing it for three years. Well, full-time, right? Full-time writing. Yes, full-time, yeah. And that's before you started uh, this uh, coaching business? Yeah, I started with the actual freelance writing. And then after a while, I realized that I knew enough to teach other people how to do it. Of course, makes sense. So for you, was it a vocation? Absolutely. When I was little, my dream was to be a writer. So I'm so happy I get to do that every day. But, but would you say to be a good freelance writer, you, you have like to dream about it since your childhood or you can learn the skills and... No, you don't need, you don't need to have dreamt about it for your whole life. Anyone can learn the skills. Um, I mean, like I said, the number one thing is that you're passionate about writing and enjoy doing it. And you can learn how to become a better writer and thus be able to make more money as you go on. But anyone can jump in. And uh, at which point of your life or career is it a good time to start working as a freelance writer? Um, literally anytime I talk to, I have, you know, I have like a lot of conversations with my followers on my coaching business and some of them are straight out of college. They just graduated and obviously job prospects are a little bit bleak right now. So that's a good way to start making some money right away. If you're on the hunt for a job or if you want to do this full time, but a lot of other people, I would say the majority of the people that I work with are around 30 and they've been in the job force for a while and they realize that they hate working a nine to five and they just have to get out of there. So <laughs> it's not too late to get started then either. Um, you know, you could start as a side hustle, put some money aside and then just make that leap and jump into it full time. So I would say it's never too late to get started. And so a lot of people are actually switching careers and are looking for more freedom yes. from what you saw. Yes. And that's really the um, type of client I'm most passionate about working with because that was really my story too. Is I worked the nine to five. I hated my life. And um, yeah, I just, I decided that I wanted time. So I just quit my job and went for it. But I will say that it wasn't without some, you know, difficulties. Like, for example, I ran out of money and I had to move from Los Angeles and with my parents in Ohio. And it took me about nine months to really get my freelance writing business to the point where I could support myself and travel full time, which is what I really wanted to do. Um, so that's why I coach people and I'm coming up with a course because I made like every every mistake you could possibly make along the way. So <laughs> just, and you know, you can skip all those mistakes and just get to the part where you make money. I think that's what most uh, people want, avoid difficulties and yeah. <laughs> money, but I'm sure it's not that simple. 
So what are usually the job requirements for freelance writing? What is expected from a freelance writer? Um, yeah, the number one thing is to turn your content in on time. Meeting deadlines, being reliable, and being open to feedback are huge. And I think a lot of people really miss the mark there. It's, as, as we discussed a little bit earlier, it's hard to find a freelance writer who's actually reliable and turns in good content. So I think people really undersell themselves. If, if you can create good content and turn it in on time, you're, you're good. <laughs> you can charge, you know, what you want to charge. But that's not enough. Uh, the content also has to be good. Yes, it has to be good. So um, now there's a workaround for that. Obviously, the more you practice, you'll improve your skills. Like writing is definitely a skill that can be improved just by doing it every day. But if you don't have super sharp writing skills yet, or if you are trying to write in another language, like I have a lot of students who are English as a second language, but they want to do English writing. So even if they're fluent, there's still like things that are a little bit off and like a, a native reader would notice and pick up on that. So what I recommend for those people and for all people that want to be freelance writers is to hire an editor who's a native English speaker and they can fix and tweak anything like that. And literally nobody will know then once you turn it in. But if you are a freelance writer already hired by a company to write, you should still get an editor? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you should have your own editor and you should have them look at everything before you send it to the company. So it's 100% perfect and they don't have to worry about anything. Oh, okay. Your job is to make their life as easy as possible. <laughs> we all want that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question. How did you find your first client? So my first client, um, my very first client was actually from a previous job and she had moved to a beauty brand and they needed someone to write the blog. And that's really when I was like, oh, I could write blogs. So um, I actually still work with that client, which is great. It's been four years now. So I, I love that. And then after I had the realization that a lot of other beauty brands didn't have anyone on their team to write blogs, I started cold pitching. So I made a huge list of beauty brands and I went on their website to see if they had a blog and if they had one and it hadn't been updated in six or months, I sent them an email and offered my services to them. And I did this every single day for months until I built up a full book of business. I just tried to email five companies a day. Wow, so at the end, you wrote to like 150 companies, more or less? I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. I didn't keep track of that. People always ask about conversion rates. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a math person. I'm, I'm a creative person. <laughs> okay. So first of all, actually, network. Yes, networking is huge. And depending on what kind of writing you want to do, like I really recommend that you go to networking events and meet people in your community because you never know who's gonna need a freelance writer. 
But besides that, you should tell everyone you know that you're a freelance writer because you never know who's going to know someone else. For example, um, I used to live in Portugal and my friend was dating this French dentist and I hung out with him two times and this was over a year ago and somehow he rem remembered that I was a freelance writer and then when his friend needed one, they contacted me and I was like, oh, well, thank you. But it's just because, you know, I made sure to tell him what I did for a living. You never know. Mm -hmm. True, but actually what, what I get out of what you are saying is that uh, a real practical piece of advice is it takes time to build, uh, to build your business, to find clients, to make your network uh, work for you. Right? I, I, yeah, it does take time to really get to that high level of freelance writing where you're making good money. But anyone, you know, you can you can start and start bringing in a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, like straight off the bat. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, that would be really helpful. I think. Mm -hmm. So, actually, talking about money, how how much money can you make as a freelance writer? So if you have a few years of experience and you are good at sales, which is very important, you can, you can be making like over $10,000 a month as a freelance writer. You definitely can make a lot more as a freelance writer than you can working as like a staff writer for a magazine or a website. So in your experience, it is better to work as a freelance writer than to be employed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. It's better to be freelance for sure. Um, and there's like extra expenses that come with that. Like in the U S you know, you have to pay for your own health insurance and things like that, but it is worth it. And you bake those charges into what you, you, um, charge your client anyways. I think a question that a lot of people, people have is how to, uh, to value your, your time. Like, how do you know what you should charge? Yes. So I have, I actually have a writing rate calculator on my website that I have already figured this out for everybody. But basically, um, it is a formula where you plug in like your living expenses and how many weeks per year you want to work and how many hours per week you want to work. And then it, spits out what you should be charging per hour, which is usually a lot higher than what people think they should be charging. Because when you work at like a nine to five, um, you know, say you're mate, I mean, I can't do this math off the top of my head, but most people end up like, if you work like 40 hours, it comes out to like, maybe you make $25 an hour to $45 an hour. Well, when you're a freelance writer, you want to be charging like $75 an hour. You know, you want to be charging a lot more than that because A, you're not working 40 hours per week anymore. You're really only be, when you're at an office, there's so many hours where you're just like getting coffee or you're like in a meeting. You're not really actually producing anything for the company. So when you're a freelance writer, the actual hours that you are producing content are a lot smaller. So you need to consider that when you're thinking of your freelance writer rate. Additionally, you have to pay for your health insurance and 
um, you know, sometimes maybe you need to charge a little bit more just to make sure that you can make ends meet if you take time off or if you don't have a full book of clients yet. Okay, but especially when you are starting, how do you know that you are worth uh, this money that you want to charge? Well, it, I think it really depends on your opinion of yourself, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, I mean, you can charge whatever you want and someone will pay for that if you have the skills. So I think people really undersell themselves. Usually it, it's rarely, in my experience, it's very rare that someone is overcharging for their services straight off the bat. Usually people are severely undercharging which is unfortunate because it drags the whole market down. You know, it's a race to the bottom. So I like to tell people if we don't deal with the bottom feeders, we, you know, we charge what we're worth and we respect ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if your skills aren't there yet, work on your skills so you can make that money. Yep. <laughs> Makes sense. So, but all in all, you, you mentioned like up to 10,000 uh, or over $10,000 a, a month, but that's probably not for a beginner. No, no, that's not for a beginner. I think for a beginner, you could realistically expect to make three to $4,000 after probably the first three months. Well, not so bad. That's, I mean, that's how it was for me. And I like to think that, you know, with, some coaching, it would be, it would go a lot more smoothly. Oh, of course. So you, you would recommend actually start uh, with, with a coach, not start alone? Well, it depends. Um, so I, some people just work better with a coach for that accountability. And, um, you know, because they'll say like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But then they never actually do it. So it helps to really have someone to check in with and make sure that they're actually getting the tasks done that they need to get done to get started. Additionally, there's, you know, you need feedback on what you're putting out there because how do you know if your work is worth what you want to charge? Like a coach can offer that kind of feedback and give recommendations for where you need to improve. Mm -hmm. But of course you can learn all this stuff just from Google, which is what I did. Uh what is the difference between a coach and an editor? Oh, okay. So a coach, like a freelance writing coach is really going to be working with you maybe a little bit on the content itself, but um, it's going to be more about running the business and doing the sales and the marketing part of the freelance writing. Because when you're a freelance writer, you really do have your own business. And I think that is difficult for some creative people to handle like most people who are very creative don't have like a natural business mindset so they need to learn how to do that an editor it focuses specifically on the content so they'll give you suggestions on how to improve it or just like proofread it and make sure you they clean up all the typos and everything okay so an editor is more for the content the work production and a coach more for the business uh, yes that's right and in your opinion, uh, uh, a newcomer in the industry should get both right away? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? <laughs> Somebody new in the freelance writing business should get both an editor and a coach directly? 
Um, it depends on, you know, how much you want to put into it, how much you want to invest in it. I really believe in investing in yourself and your education. Um, but some people don't have the initial startup capital to hire a coach, but I really recommend hiring an editor straight off the bat, no matter what. Okay. Well, actually, that's true. If you want to make more with your business, it's always a good idea to think about investing more in it and in yourself in this case. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's, you know, you're really cutting down on months and months of trying to teach yourself how to do something when you hire a coach because you get immediate feedback and immediate wisdom from someone who's already done it. Um, when I work with my students as a coach, I have an editor that I work with, so I introduce them, and she's amazing and can really help people get to the next level in their writing. So we work together to make sure that, you know, the students really kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> and um, actually, when, uh, when freelance writers are, are looking for, for clients, so, for example, yourself, are you uh, registered on... Um, on an online working website, like freelance uh, freelancing websites? Yes, so I am on Upwork. That is probably like, that's really the only freelance website that I use. Um, so I have my profile optimized. I've done a lot of work through Upwork and a lot of really big like Fortune 500 companies are on Upwork. So which is what people don't realize. Um, there's so many clients on there that are paying like one cent per word. And that's the majority of the job postings you see on there. But if you have a good portfolio and a good profile, you will get reached, like these big clients will reach out to you and ask you to do work for them. And that's how I, like once I landed like a $20,000 job that only took like three weeks to complete. So. <laughs> And that was all thanks to Upwork. Oh, so like you would recommend only staying on Upwork to find a potential client? So in terms of the, all the, like the freelancer websites, Upwork and Fiverr are the two big ones. I have not used Fiverr. I have heard good things about it. I know that some people make a lot of money on there. I just prefer Upwork, um, something about Fiverr, like I'm going to do this test for $5, like I'm not going to do anything for $5. <laughs> but um, yeah, Upwork has been great. Like the cons of it, of course, are that they take a huge cut of um, your pay. They take like 20% or 10 to 20% depending on the type of client it is which is a lot. Um, so you do, what I do is I just charge more per hour on Upwork than if someone reached out to me directly. Okay, all right. And um, actually, is it also a good idea to have your own online publication, like your own blog, for example, to showcase what you're capable of? Yes, it's a good idea to have your own website um, because that makes it, especially like a beautiful professional looking website, and if you have the gift to make one of those yourself, good for you. If not, perhaps hire someone to help you. Um, that way, when you do get a bite from a client through cold pitching, or if you apply for a job or something, you can easily show them your portfolio. You look professional. You look like an expert, and they'll be happy to hire you. Okay. And, but is it really important to have this portfolio? Can you... 
find clients without a portfolio or should you first work on, on a good portfolio? So you need to have a portfolio to get started. You don't have to have it on your own website. What you can do is just post it on Google Drive and send someone the link to the folder. Okay, because like when you start, it's always the difficulty. You don't have clients, you don't have examples, you don't have portfolio, maybe you don't even have your own blog. So it's always difficult to, to choose where to start and where to put your efforts, especially at the beginning. Well, let me tell you what I recommend to people to do is first, choose the type of writing you want to do. So you choose a niche, like something you know about and want to write about and can find people to sell that to. Mm -hmm. So you start with a niche, for example, mine is beauty, and then create three pieces of content on spec, which means that you don't get paid to do that, but you can just, you can either make up a brand in your mind or use a popular brand and then you just create three pieces of work then turn those into pdfs put them in a google drive folder and then you can share that folder with potential clients so that the startup time for that is less than 10 hours and then you can get out there and start pitching oh and make sure you hire an editor to look over those samples <laughs> <laughs> last thing you want is to you know have typos or spelling errors in those samples because you won't get any clients then. Uh, and at, at which point should you actually get um, uh, uh, get a, a coach? Uh, the, so I help people get that portfolio set up as part of my coaching service. So as soon as you want to get started, basically, Ah, so even before choosing the niche? Yes, I help, I help choose the niche. Yeah, I help with all those, like the startup, because that's the hardest part for people to get through and to actually, you know, believe in themselves enough to get started. And that's where I come in. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that's, that's really interesting. Uh, it's a brand new point of view, at least, uh, at least for me on the online uh, freelance writing business. Yeah. It, who knew, right? I had no idea that this was like such a thing like five years ago, but it's a big deal and it's bigger than ever. What is your point of view on uh, guest posting? Yeah, I think guest posting is a really great way to build um, expertise in your subject. So once you have your niche, what you want, the, the goal is to become the number one writer for that niche. So guest posting is a really great way to show your expertise and improve your credibility. And it also helps potential clients find you instead of you finding them all the time. So there are like three ways to build your portfolio. So create the articles and put them on your drive or whatever. So just create them for yourself, create your own online publication and write for it or guest post. Yes. And, and, uh, so a lot of publications won't accept guest posts without a portfolio. So you need to do the portfolio first. Mm -hmm. oh. uh, so, okay, you, you need to start your portfolio on the side, but then uh, as soon as you start guest posting, you can actually add this, this content to your portfolio. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the great thing is as you keep going, you can add better and better samples to your portfolio and charge more. Actually, uh, 
now when you contact clients, what do you showcase in your portfolio? Now that you have so, so, so many examples, how do you choose what, you, what to show specifically? Well, to be honest with you, I don't contact clients anymore at all. They find me. So <laughs> I don't really um, worry about that as much, but I do keep my portfolio relatively updated on my website just in case someone finds me through there. So I go with the projects where the client is probably the most famous. So I have done work with like Mark Jacobs, Daisy and Gucci and Olay, like a lot of big clients. So I make sure to keep those top at the top. But I also have some startup projects that I did that I was just really proud of my work. And I was really excited about the client and just wanted to share. Mm -hmm. And or actually, maybe you, you could tell us a little bit, what is the project you are the most proud of? Um, I really like the work that I've done with Cody, which um, they are the perfume manufacturer for Gucci Bloom and Marc Jacobs Daisy and things like that. And I love working with them because they're like, just write about whatever you want. It just has to be about this fragrance. So there's a lot of, there's a lot more creativity in that. Um, oftentimes, it's in terms of articles, it's like very specific, like it's this topic and these keywords, which is fine. And I enjoy doing that, but um, it is fun to have a little bit more creative freedom. And then another thing, like my favorite thing to do is branding, copywriting, and I love to come up with the voice for startups. So that's just, you know, you're really starting from scratch. And then once you see the website and it's completed and you're like, oh, it looks so good. It makes me happy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what, what would be your top tips for a freelance writer to, to, to start? To start, okay, like, like I said, choose your niche, create your portfolio, start pitching, that's it. It's easy, it's three steps, you just have to do it. Okay, uh, well- uh, Just do it, that's my advice, just do it. Ah, yeah, so you, you, at, at some point you have to start and invest uh, full time in your, in your business. You so you don't even have to do it full time. You can do it. I mean, you can work on this on a Saturday if you have a job and you just want to start having this as a side hustle until you're able to make enough money to leave your job. You know, you don't, you don't have to quit your job to start. And most people shouldn't do that. I wouldn't recommend doing that because I did that and it put me in a pretty like compromised financial situation for a few months. Luckily, I had a safety net, but not everybody has that. So, especially if you have a family to support, maybe do it on the side to begin. And um, uh, how long did it take you from, from the start, like when you left your job, to get to the point in which you were sure that this was the, the career you would pursue in the future and uh, you wouldn't turn back? Um. I knew I knew I wanted to do it because um, as we said offline before I had tried twice before and failed so I already knew I wanted to do it and once I um, you know I ran out of my savings and I was I was making money but it wasn't enough to live in Los Angeles so I like sublet my apartment and drove back to Ohio I was all in and that was like I think three months after I quit my job 
but I was all in. Like I gave up my whole life to go after it and I got there. So it was worth it. But, but uh, so when did you actually get, when did you get there? So I would say that the real turning point for me was when I booked that $20,000 project with the client because that allowed me to pay. I had a lot of credit card debt. I had like $12,000 of credit card debt. So I know, right? Well, living in LA, it was really expensive. So I was able to pay off all my credit cards and then I had enough money left over to feel like I had enough savings to buy a one-way plane ticket to Europe. And then I just went. So that was the summer of 2018. So it was about a year later when I was really locked in and ready to go. But depending on someone's financial situation, I mean, it only took me three months to start making $4,000 a month, which is $48,000 a year. And in a lot of places, that's, that's plenty of money to live on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, very interesting. So in your experience, it took about a year between the moment uh, which you left your uh, comfortable uh, salary and got to the point where you, 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 you were comfortable with your new situation. Yes, yeah, so I mean, for me, my goal was always to be able to use the freelance writing to travel full time. So it took me a year to get to a financial place where I felt like I could do that. Okay, that, that's on a good way. But it's actually still a pretty difficult journey. And, um, and it, it's important when you start to know that you will run through issues, it will take time. It's not, right, it, it will not uh, happen uh, from a day to another. You will not be successful. Yeah, this isn't a get rich quick scheme. This is, you know, to build a sustainable business does take time. It takes at least three to six months to really get your business off the ground. But once you do, I mean, I'm, like I'll tell you right now, like I have really cut down on client work and I only work 20 hours a week and I make like $8,000 a month. So, and I live in Cleveland and that's cost of living is very low here. So I own a house, like it, you know, I travel, everything is going well. Okay, that's good. Uh, so before we, we, we finish this talk, one last question. So. If, if I understood well, you are now living comfortably on your freelance writing business for two years, right? Yes. And three, how three years. Three years? Yeah. Ah, okay. And how do you see your future? Are you confident? Do you have a lot of clients booked? Uh, um, yeah, I feel confident about the future, even though we are allegedly going into a recession. Um, I'm lucky enough that like my niche beauty is pretty recession proof, so I feel fine about it. Um, besides that, I'm doing, I'm adding to my business more, like having multiple streams of income now. So with the coaching business, um, there are more like like affiliate opportunities with that. And also I will be releasing a course in two months. So that'll be a little bit more passive income, which is great because I would say the number one downside of being a freelance writer is your trading your time for money. So if you want to go on vacation, like you're not going to get paid during that. Or if you, you know, want to take maternity leave or something, you won't be paid. So um, like thinking in the future about having a family and stuff, I want to make sure that I have some more passive streams of income. But I feel good. I, I feel excited about the future. And I think this is a really exciting opportunity, you know? 
Well, I know. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Sounds very good. Okay, so uh, before we, we stop this discussion, maybe you would like to tell us a little about, uh, about yourself and your business? Yeah, so I have two businesses. My first business is my freelance writing business. I do copywriting and articles for beauty brands. And then my other business is my freelance writing coaching business. Um, I offer one-on-one -on -one mentorship programs as well as just freelance writing calls. And those are more for people who are experienced and just need help getting through a block. And in the next two months, I will be releasing a course for brand new freelance writers. Um, but until then, I do have some freebies on my website that are really useful for people who are getting their business started, which includes a freelance writing rate calculator where I did all the work for you on how much you should be charging. And then I also have a cold pitching kit, which has all the templates that I use to get freelance writing clients when I first started. So you download that and it tells you, it basically gives you all the instructions on how to make that happen for yourself and get that full book of clients and make money. <laughs> Sounds very good. Um, so for sure, we will be uh, sharing the, the links. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, that's amazing. Well, it was very good uh, talking, uh, talking with you today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so thanks again, uh, Colin, for you are... Uh, Freelance writer and a coach, and soon a online Thanks a lot. That was an international podcast. And, uh, see you soon.